0: Today's episode of The Startup Diary is sponsored by FIDAS Information Security. Keep your business safe online and open up more opportunities by gaining a Cyber Essentials Plus Certificate. Not only does this give you a much better idea about how to prevent cyber criminals from gaining access to your data, but it also allows you to work with most public sector organizations. All you need to do is take a questionnaire and have one of Fidas's cybersecurity consultants perform an internal and external infrastructure vulnerability assessment on your business to gain the award. Listeners of this show can receive a 33% discount on this service, meaning you can gain a Cyber Essentials Plus certificate for as little as £1,200. Visit sd.fidusinfosec.com for more information. That's sd dot
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. In this episode we talk about trade shows and how we managed to get £10,000 worth of trade shows for free this year and how you can think about adding value to a deal so it's not necessarily always cash out the bank. Enjoy. Hey guys and welcome
0: to episode two six eight of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge and I'm with my lovely co-host, Adam Callow.
1: You change which words you focus on when you do that intro. I like to keep people you on keep the toes. It up. Okay, cool. I like it. Keep it spicy. Cool. Hi everybody. I don't know why I say hi everybody. Is it weird? it, is, it feels <laughs> weird. I say it and I'm like, hi. And then I'm like, the key, like, is key that the weird? key thing
0: is is you've got to wait for them to say hi back. Because otherwise, that is weird. To I just, thought we were going to do that to thing, thing where, where we just wait hi. a long
1: pause, then, and as if like we were waiting <laughs> on the show. Harry, what's talk about today?
0: Today, bit of an interesting one. Um, we've kind of talked about trade shows before, mm-hmm. uh, but this year or this Q1, it seems uh, we've got a few trade shows lined up. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, going into Q2, actually, we've got some more booked in.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. This yep. year seems very trade show orientated. Um, but we've not paid <laughs> we paid for one we've paid for one okay we paid for one okay we've paid for one but in general we've we've either had them at a discounted rate or free yep so even when we've paid for we got a discount today that's what i'm saying so i think today would be a good opportunity to basically kind of explain how we've got things for free because trade shows in our industry anyway are not cheap in general they're not cheap for people because you're paying for
1: floor space and should we we, we cover off people what trade shows are is it obvious what trade shows are i want to you know what let's take it back cool um for someone that's new to what's the biggest trade let's give it what's the biggest trade show you know about it depends
0: there's industry trade shows so whatever industry you're in there's usually a trade show of some kind. Um, the fitness industry always has Body Power, which is normally the uh, the NEC, which is massive. Yep. P- and people pay from thirty quid to get in. Okay. Over a, I think it's, I think it's a three day event, but only if you pay for a VIP ticket do you get the Friday. So otherwise, oh, it's wow. like a Saturday or a Sunday.
1: Okay. So, it's, yeah. so what we're really talking about a is the thing regardless of what industry you're working in so let's just say you sell dog toys don't know why yep thinking about the dog Um, you sell dog toys there will be a trade show all focused around manufacturing dog toys selling into retail shop there'll be a dog toy trade show somewhere or something close to your industry so this is where lots of uh, sellers uh, or manufacturers uh, sort of all get together under one roof uh, and you're either sort of trying to use it as an opportunity to get your wares into retailers so you can have a b2b trade show which is and we have a banana industry as well which is where you as the dog toy seller uh, would have a stand and then retailers would be invited to walk around see what toys are around Uh, And then they'd walk around and go, that's a cool looking dog toy, talk to me about it. And then they'd hopefully place an order. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you can do B2C trade shows, which is where you as the dog toy seller would have a stand. And then people that own dogs and dog enthusiasts Mm -hmm. would walk around the trade show and go, oh, that'd be great for Arlo uh, or Frank, which by the way, the two dogs that me and Harry own just in case of random curiosity. Um, So then you have a trade show where you're selling B2C Mm -hmm. to raise awareness. Overall, and just to give my personal views on trade shows, is we haven't really done many in the last five years because I really, really struggle with how much they cost. Uh, As a digital company, we know exactly how much it costs to get us in front of uh, our target audience using stuff like Facebook ads Mm. and PPC and, and digital channels. Um, and best of all, not only do I know how much it costs to get in front of them, I can then follow that journey th- mm. as as a customer. So for me, I can get in front of more customers more cheaply using other channels. So the question would then be, why on earth would you do a trade show? Um, and I'm starting to see the benefits of actually doing trade shows as a company and there's a risk that we sort of fall into like the corporate thing that i used to hate <laughs> it's a sort of laugh at like oh my god have you seen the size of that stand and how many people are on it yeah. uh they they've spent 25 grand getting that thing up and they'll probably speak to 16 people over three days does someone in marketing not understand why they're spending their budget However, there are some extra benefits to trade shows. What I'm experiencing now is twofold. One, we're a digital company, and the bigger our community gets, the more spots that we have for uh, our community to get together and meet us. That strengthens the relationship with our existing community. So you sort of take them offline, shake some hands. Uh, But you could say, well, you don't need to do that at a trade show. You don't need to pay five grand for a stand. You could go and do that anywhere and just hold an event, completely get that. One thing we're actually seeing as well is when we go and do brand deals, there's this thing that like, once in our industry and it's probably in most industries that once you're at trade shows uh, you're no longer just like a kid in a bedroom with a website mm. uh, and they can see a team and they can see most importantly a presence And it's like actually, oh yes, you're the guy that was at that uh, trade show. Uh, So all of a sudden you get a little bit more brand recognition from potential people you actually wanna do business with. So the trades people in our uh, industry that we focus on walk through the hall, uh, but there's other brands that we wanna do deals with in the same room. So it can actually act as like a uh, double benefit in terms of we can get some more trades to join the community. But then because I've got 20, 30, 40 target brands under one roof, I can then use my time really effectively if I then went and booked meetings with those brands, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, 30 minutes there. So, as the team run the stand, I can then go do the networking and the mm. selling. And that's one way that I see the benefit from trade shows right now.
0: So, you've already said they're very expensive. Yep. So, and, and but they, and, and I totally get you that there's this weird, um, unmeasurable benefit to having a presence at a show because it's like oh you, wow you are you you're a real company because every company is online nowadays yep. but if if you've got a physical presence it's like um it's like when a clothing brand has a store yeah it just seems a little bit more real even though that doesn't necessarily m- mean anything no percent um, um but obviously they're very expensive like so how have you managed or how have we managed to get the price down Yep. At all, like how'd you how you say how'd you push someone down on the price? Because surely the venue is like, no, 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 trust me, this is the event that you want to come to. It costs twenty five grand.
1: Uh, I would love to take credit for this, um, but we had a a great chat. i probably mentioned him a couple of times in recent shows, actually. Uh, Richard Chapel. Um, so when we had a chat with him, uh, he was talking to us about Gymshark, the clothing brand. Mm. Um, and those guys actually have no physical retail space, all online, mm-hmm. uh, growing well, growing fast. Uh, and they're sort of one of the only real clothing brands that's sort of built like a really strong community of like influencers around the brand. And that's how they've grown. Um, in my world, I, you might know the other brands that have done it as well, but I think they're the guys that stand out for me in terms of they've really hammered I think they, social influencers and built community around the product.
0: Yeah, I think they were, they were one of the first that obviously got on that wave of yeah. understa- oh, 100% like understanding the to social that. media platform and, and just smashed it out of the park. Yep. I think it was a perfect storm of timing and things like that.
1: So so Rich was telling us a story and it was um, back in the day, Gymshark attended... Um, what's the name of the trade show? Uh, Body Power. Body Power, thank you. Uh, so they attended Body Power over at the NEC, uh, and it was their way because they're a digital company to get an online pro- uh, to get a physical presence and show people so they could touch and feel the product. And then over time, Gymshark has sort of got this massive following mm. that all of a sudden their, their stand at the show uh, needed to double in size, but the stands stayed the same size, but the queuing area mm. that they needed just for their brand... Uh, was the same size as the stand that they had to buy
0: <laughs> so I, I actually remember seeing it it was ridiculous so they had a big imagine just a large square uh footprint of where the stand is. The queue went round the stand and then there was a gap because it was a walkway and there was literally it, it was weird because it was kind of a hole in the wall where this this room was imagine taking one of the four walls away from a from a large room yep. and it was just a massive snake of people oh really <laughs> and like i walked past it because i saw the queue first and i was like what's that queue for and then you look over it's like, oh, wow no, they must it must have been
1: like a two hour queue at least so so then you to buy a t-shirt someone, uh, that's the thing <laughs> to buy t- but to meet the influencers as I understand they are the influencers on the stands so it was that extra little bit of relationship that you could tap into um, so we had just a, a general conversation with Richard and he was like uh, well, when he started to do some work with those guys he he asked Ben Ben Francis the guy that sort of founded Gymshark he was like well cool how much does body power pay to be there and Ben probably looked as dumbfounded as I did when Richard said that comment I was like what? And then, so he went on to explain it is, hold on, so these guys spend fortunes on marketing to get people to Body Power. As a brand, look at the amount of people that we bring. That's valuable to someone. Why don't you get them to pay you to be here? And I don't know where that ended up, whether they did or they didn't. I, all I do know is that Gymshark ended up not going to Body Powers in the future. That sort of got us thinking is, Uh, We know that trade shows in our industry, um, they've declined heavily in the last 10 years and they're sort of on the, they're trying to do this re-emergence right now. And we've got an amazing community of people. So what we were looking at is actually, what do we have? And it's what you guys should be thinking about. Listen to this is if you want to do a trade show and they're expensive, is there anything that you have that, that trade show wants. Um, So what we had is an amazing community of people that was predominantly digital, but wanted to come and meet us. And we'd proven it out with the Christmas Mm -hmm. party, people flying in Northern Ireland, Scotland, down to Birmingham to meet the team. So we did an event last year where we got a discounted rate um, to uh, go and do Tool Talk Live. You're actually wearing the t-shirt, very Mm -hmm. fitting. Uh, Not the t-shirt, just, you know what I'm saying. and we, for the first time, heavily tracked the amount of people that we pulled through into that event, and it went extremely well. So then we wanted to do Verified, which is our new product we're launching in a couple of weeks. Uh, so we have a couple of trade shows, and it's very hard for us to monetize Verified because it's free. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we can't go and spend loads of money on trade shows. So the exhibitors always just email you and pound you with like, they're trying to sell you everything under the sun. trying to sell you email this and everything yeah. right now. Um I don't even know how they got my email yeah it's crazy (laughs) you'll buy a list and you'll be on it you'll be like pardon um so obviously we get all these come to this trade show come do that and then i just sent a real simple reply so yeah not a problem guys how much you guys gonna pay us to be there and obviously got that much like dumbfounded look that i had when richard first said it and he was like pardon i was like well i know you guys are trying to grow the trade show and we did this thing last year. We pulled in X hundreds um, of people onto this stand. Mm. Um, how much is a person worth you working through the door? And it got him thinking differently about what we do because no other brand has the pull. They have this mentality of if, they, if we build it, they will come sort mm. of thing. Whereas we're like, no, no, we just want to have a spot that our community can come and say hi to us so we're going to do loads of work to pull our guys in here's what we did last year at this other trade show do you want us to come do it at yours a uh, long story short we agreed a kpi of actually if you get this many people signed up uh, you can do these two trade shows and the value of those two trade shows is like 10 grand plus mm. um, so sort of the lesson that we've sort of waffled through to be honest from from my side is if you want to do trade shows and to be honest if you want to do any deal this sort of relates to is a lot of the time, especially as a young company, you don't have the cash to go and do the big boy stuff. Uh, But you've probably got something that the other person wants. And it, Again, you don't always have to give them money. So for us, we needed to get footfall through the door because what they wanted to do is show that the trade show is growing, more people, if I can reduce their marketing spend by giving us a stand that they'll probably have as remnant space anyway. Mm. They'll probably have that. They're not going to sell out all the stands. Simple. They never do. So there's a bit of real estate there that they can actually say, cool, give it to those guys. Uh, They're going to do some marketing for us. And as long as you can put a case together that you can do it and deliver, you'll get a deal done. If you're not in a position like we are, where you've actually got like a community or you haven't got that extra value add to drive that traffic to the trade show, think about what you're an expert in because most of these trade shows have stuff like seminars and talks. Mm-hmm. Um, like what can you go and talk about and say, listen, uh, I haven't got any cash. We're a young company, uh, but we are best in class at uh, manufacturing rubber dog toys that hold peanut butter. Uh, And what we're going to do is we want to give a talk. I don't know why I went there. We're going to give a talk on uh, why peanut butter is the best treat to give to dogs. All we want is a little two-by-two stand for free. Uh, And then if that goes well, we'll come back next year and we'll pay for it. Uh, You can get a deal done. Um, So from our side of it, is regardless of what you're doing right now, whether it's advertising space in a magazine, whether it's trade show stuff, if there's an opportunity to do a deal, don't just always think about cash. Think about what else you can throw in to sort of reduce the burn as a startup. Um, we did it. Thanks to Richard, saving five figures. Uh, yeah, give it a try, guys. Cool. Guys,
0: if you have a, any follow-up questions to that or any other questions in general, you can email questions at startupdiary.club.
1: That's questions at StartupDiary.club. Or if you prefer to send in one of those voice questions, all you need to do is download the Anchor app, find Startup Diary, um, and you can send a voice message in there, whether it's a review for the show or a question, ping it in. Uh, and guys, we've stopped asking for reviews, so if you made it this far into the show, it would mean the world if you could head over to iTunes. If you've got an iOS device, head over to the podcast app, find Startup Diary, hit five stars and leave us a review. Let us know why you listen to the show, where you listen to the show. And if you're running a startup, don't forget to plug it. We will mention it on this podcast. It helps more people find the show, which keeps me and Harry motivated to keep doing it three times a week. On that note, let's leave it there. Have a great day, people. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Startup Diary Podcast.